Good morning, my friends. I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks, and welcome today to our midweek Bible study called Morning Glory. I'm so happy that you're here. Why don't you take your Bibles and meet me today in Psalm 34? Praise God. Let's talk about tasting the goodness of the Lord. Let's open up with prayer. Heavenly Father, as we go into your word today, we ask that your Holy Spirit would bring supernatural illumination that the light from heaven would be turned on father that we can see your word and understand it and take it and make application of it to our lives today now father we thank you in Jesus name we pray for the light from heaven shining in Jesus name amen praise God well before we jump into verse 8 of Psalm 34 let me just welcome everybody that's fasting to day number 14 praise the Lord as we're continuing on our journey of a 21 day liquid fast with no food and we thank God for his grace praise God so those of you that are fasting just continue to lean on the Lord for his grace and his strength and as you know he is abundantly supplying that grace hallelujah praise God so you're also at the point where within just a few more days you'll be reaching Sunday and by then you know you're in the home stretch you've just got a few more days after that next thing you know it'll be Wednesday night and you'll be at the end of it but already you've already completed over two-thirds of the journey so just continue on keep praying keep seeking and crying out to God and I'm sure that many of you are also noticing that the Holy Spirit is really going deep uh, into your life in the area of getting everything in divine order praise the Lord you know when you fast not only is there a cleansing in your physical body and then when you come off the fast in many ways your body has been reset and so you want to continue on with good eating habits after that but it's the same way and more importantly spiritually that when you come off of a fast there has been a deposit of spiritual strength and power from on high and you want to continue to walk in that and you want to continue to pray and build upon that praise God so my friends just enjoy your time with the Lord uh, fasting does have those times where it can be uh, some highs and lows and the in-betweens that's to be expected that's normal and I'm sure many of you have experienced that uh, if you ever are feeling really flat just keep drinking more juice praise God that will help <laughs> hallelujah because fasting no matter no matter what you do fasting is still fasting and it has its moments of challenge where maybe you just feel like you're about to run out of steam or also you can you can feel those moments spiritually where maybe you just you know you think Lord are you are you actually hearing me but I assure you my friends that he is and some of that questioning some of that you know uh, feeling low that's all just a part of fasting that's very very normal and fasting is just something that you work your way through it's not enjoyable not eating but there will come a time when the fast is completed and then you experience the great lift from the other side now let me also say this with fasting often 
God speaks at the conclusion of the fast. In other words, once you start eating again, and you're kind of happy and everything like that, you'll notice that uh, the Lord will start to speak. But that does not mean that he will not speak to you on your fast. And I would highly encourage you to be really listening, because on this fast, not just the conclusion and afterwards, but on the fast itself, God is really highlighting certain things. He's wanting to talk to you. So please, give him the, the time and the attention where that he can talk with you and share with you and that you and you and the Lord can have that prayer conversation. Remember when I say conversation, it's not just a one way talk. It's actually God talking back and sharing things with you. And then you take that and then you present, uh, you know, things that are on your heart again, back to the Lord. And it's, it's a real living conversation. You know, I'll never forget the time I was talking to a person about prayer this was a person, you know, kind of like a denominational type person that didn't really know that you can actually have a living relationship with God. So we somehow got in a conversation, he and I did, and I, I started talking about prayer, and I just kind of, I just, just started talking, you know, for my life of prayer, and the person stopped and looked at me and said, you know, you know, Stephen, from the way you're talking uh, you're tr- you, you're like conveying the, the you know that that when you're talking God's actually going to respond back to you I'm like well, <laughs> yeah of course he is I mean this is not like one-way street in other words this is not dead religion where we're doing something just out of a rote or a routine or you know this is just what we do no this is real and if it's not real well we might as well just throw it all out because it's all a big joke but it's not and God's not like that God's not a joker God's not out trying to fool people manipulate people and uh, God's very, very real, and he'll, uh, he'll really validate his word. If you draw near to him, he will draw near to you, and uh, he, can get, he can get real near. He can get right up, right up close to you. Hallelujah. And so, uh, you know, those are things where we have that initiative, and we're going to take that initiative and just draw near to the Lord. So uh, just want you to know, yes, he can talk to you right on the fast, right during the fast. Don't think it has to be later. It can be right now. Praise God. And to many, he, he is already speaking. Praise the Lord. Psalm 34, let's just jump right to it. Verse 8, one verse I really want to talk about today. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Yes, I believe that is, in a sense, poetic. I believe it is metaphorical. I believe that, how can we say that it's an allegory from the perspective of there's so much of God's goodness that we can experience that you have to almost make it allegorical. But please uh, don't ever take away the literal application of Scripture. And this is very, very real. Now, verse 8, O taste and see that the Lord is what? Is mean? No, I, I, I know for many years that uh, actually for many decades that was a view that was held in the church that God's mean looking down from heaven just waiting for you to make a mistake so he can take the heavenly sledgehammer and hit you over the head and say look you've messed up again <laughs> you did that last year <laughs> but he's not like that God's very forgiving and when you ask him to forgive you of your sins he has forgiven them and he does not hold them against you. And it actually says in the book of Hebrews that he forgives your sins and he remembers them no more. So God, God is good. And it took decades for that revelation to be broken through into the church's understanding. I'm talking about the modern church 
where the modern church didn't view God as this mean judgmental God because in the new covenant it's a very different covenant from the old covenant God's very patient he's very kind he's not willing that any should perish and that's something that we need to walk in is that New Testament understanding that Jesus is not he's not wanting to call fire down from heaven and just consume sinners in fire he died at Calvary so that through his death burial and resurrection sinners could look to his sacrifice could look to him call upon his name and be saved praise the Lord and you know now that we're in how can I say we're in the new covenant locked in through the blood of Christ you know we never want to get into a place where we say well you know we're all saved so you know who cares about the sinners no we used to be on the other side we used to be lost in our sins not having a clue about the goodness of God or the covenants of God or his blessing so now that we're in let's do our part to bring as many others in so that they can receive eternal life through Christ as well but the bottom line is is that one of the primary attributes of God is that he is good and I'm teaching this today because I really sensed in my spirit that some of you, uh, uh, some of you are already starting to raise your hand. You, you can get, you're getting a witness of it. Some of you have not tasted God's goodness uh, for some time, and I, I just need to be honest. It's been too long. Hallelujah! And I, I, you're going, yes, Pastor Stephen, that's true. You have not tasted His goodness in quite some time. Maybe it's been ten years. Maybe it's been eight years. Maybe it's been uh, one year and three months. But let me just say this. It's been too long. God wants you to literally taste His goodness. Now, within the body of Christ, I do meet those believers sometimes that are a little bit bitter. They have a bad taste in their mouth concerning how they view God. I don't deny that they love God. I know they love God. They're still serving God. They're still faithful to the Lord. But they haven't tasted His goodness and because of that, in their life, as a believer, there's frustration. In their life, there is, uh, how can we call it? They, they know God's good because legally, in the Word, it says He's good, so they have to agree with that. But in their personal experience, they cannot, out of their mouth, stand up and proclaim, God is good, and really say it from a real life experience uh, they'll just say God I, I know you're good because it says you are but Lord I, I'm not really connecting with that <laughs> Woo! praise God I'm here today under mandate of the Holy Spirit to tell you today that God wants you to taste his goodness well Pastor Stephen what do you think God's going to do is is he going to shove a t-bone steak into my mouth I'm not saying he's going to do that necessarily do that Although, if you've never known a good steak, uh, I'm sure he would like to introduce you to that. Unless, of course, you're a vegetarian. Praise the Lord. Sometimes I tease Kelly about that. She's a vegetarian, and I go ahead and enjoy my steak. And she used to be a total steak potato type person because she's Irish. And she used to love, you know, beef. But she's been a vegetarian for years now. So sometimes I tease her when I eat my, my steak. Praise the Lord. But regardless of, of what your thing is for food what makes you happy with food 
And she doesn't miss beef, in, by the way. She's, she's happy without it. You know, every time I go to India, anytime I come back, I, I realize I could live without meat. Uh, I, now, I do like meat, and I really like fish. But whenever I go to India and go for weeks and weeks with, uh, with really no beef, basically no chicken or anything like that, I realize with all the spices and with all of the ways they can prepare it over there, and most of their food being vegetarian, that I could easily assimilate uh, back into a vegetarian lifestyle. But as for now, praise God. I enjoy beef, and I especially like fish. But, my friends, God wants you really to taste His goodness. And, you know, if that's in the natural, and that includes food, then so be it. I believe that God wants you to eat, literally, as Isaiah the prophet said, Isaiah chapter 1, he said, God wants you to eat the good of the land. Ooh, hallelujah. I'm all in agreement with that, especially when fasting. Anything about food, yes, I'm all thumbs up. Yes, we should all have good food, <laughs> because when you're hungry, everything looks good. <laughs> now, of course, for those of you that are fasting, you realize, like I do right now, that, that there's no really, there's no appetite right now. I'm not hungry. I haven't had food, you know, for 14 days, and we're on the corporate fast. And after about five days, hunger goes away. Uh, but I but I do know from a normal perspective of, of living, you know, you basically, you're going to have to eat if you want to stay alive on the planet, unless God takes you into some supernatural grace where that's suspended, uh, which is very rare. Most people, you're going to have to eat. And since you're going to have to eat, you should taste the goodness of the Lord in your food. Hallelujah. And I believe that God wants to to enjoy these things. Of course, not going crazy and, you know, uh, uh, getting over into uh a place where it's a real challenge, I think, for many people in North America. I, you know, I don't know about Canada. I think maybe it's the same problem, but I do know about America, where fast food, watch out. It can really, it can cause you to pile the pounds on real fast. Well, Pastor Stephen, God said to taste and see. Well, yeah, but he didn't say like, you know, like, uh, you know, like taste the entire buffet. I mean, you, you got to be careful with those types of things. Now, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Again, let me come back to this. I sense in my heart very strongly that some of you have not tasted God's goodness in a while. And you're thinking, Pastor Stephen, you know, it's been a while since I could really maybe identify a supernatural good blessing of God. Well, God wants to bring it into your life. He wants to bring in some really big things into your life that make you smile, that make you happy. And he's, he's well able to do that. You know, I've told the story many times about my wife and the, the wedding ring, the miracle wedding ring that I was able to get for her. And uh, I've actually, you know, uh, I've written about it and things like that. So oftentimes when I go out to a church or I go out somewhere to minister at a conference or something like that, ladies will actually come up to, to Kelly and say, can I see your ring? Because I've talked about the miracle of the ring. Let me just give you an example of the goodness of God. Uh, this was the year... Uh, I believe it was 2013, and I was going into the, the new year. One year is closing out, going into the new one of 2013. And the Lord spoke to me supernaturally and said, ring in the new year. Now, this was the last day of the year going into the new year, and he said, ring in the year. I actually heard him say that with my own ears. But when he said it, I knew it was prophetic, and I knew that I was supposed to get my wife a new wedding ring. And so because the Lord said that, I took her to a very expensive jewelry store, 
And I just let her go in and very patiently with no rushing, plenty of time. I just sat down and relaxed and I let her look at all of the wedding rings that were there. And she picked, now we'd been married for over 10 years, but she had never had a custom, you know, you know, handpicked wedding ring. So she just went and looked and uh, finally found one after looking for quite some time, found one that she really, really liked. And it was beautiful, you know, um, 18 karat rose gold with chocolate diamonds. It was just absolutely uh, gorgeous. And she picked it out and I paid for it. And when I paid for it, out of my personal account, it completely emptied the personal account. Now it had taken, it had taken over one year to save all the money that I had put into that personal account. And when I made that purchase for her, it completely brought it all the way down. I, you know, like 20 or $30 left in the account, but I drained it at thousands in there and I drained it on that one purchase. But remember, anytime you get a word of wisdom, there has never been a time in my life when God gave me a word of wisdom where when I did not obey it, it didn't work. Every single time he has truly spoken to me and given me a word of wisdom, every time I've obeyed it, it's worked 100% all the time. And that is the integrity of God's word, and the, that's also the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, I bought her that ring. It's beautiful. She still wears it today. But you know what? After I purchased that ring, within just a couple of weeks, a couple of large offerings came into me for me personally. Uh, they were even they were even addressed to me personally, Pastor Stephen. This is not for the ministry. This is for you personally. And so they came in, and I put them back into the savings account. And within two weeks, God is my witness. That account had been completely replenished, filled back up to the exact place where it had been before I ever purchased the ring. So. God basically paid for that ring. By the way, God's big into marriage between husband and wife, man and a woman. Marriage is an institute, is a covenant established by Him. And so He has great interest in your life and all the different areas of your life. But I just want you to know that that was something that I'll be honest, that experience of that tasted really good. I, I in that experience, could taste the goodness of God. Yes, it tasted good. Let me give you another example. I was shaving one time in front of the mirror. By the way, let me say this to guys out there. It is amazing how many people I've talked to, I'm talking about Christians around the world, whom God has spoken to them while they're shaving in front of the mirror. Just, you know, all relaxed, not thinking about anything, just shaving. There's something for a guy that's very relaxing about that. And it just seems to be a good opportunity when the Holy Spirit can speak a supernatural word. Well, one time I was shaving in front of the mirror and, you know, just, you know, shaving and, and relaxing. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said, take off that Timex watch. I had a Timex watch on. He said, take it off. He said, I'm going to give you a Rolex. Ooh. Well, I thought, well, sure, I'll, I'll take it off right now. And I did. I took it off right, right then. By the way, I never wore it again. I took it off and I never wore it again. And within two weeks, I was given an absolutely beautiful, uh, just gorgeous Rolex watch. And you know what? I remember 
sharing that testimony with a minister friend of mine I said hey look at this Rolex watch that God gave me isn't this amazing and now of course God works through people you understand that right but um, uh, it's it's still the the source of that blessing is all originating from God that's uh, you need to understand where the source is at it's all flowing from God yes he works through people but he's the one that's causing all of this flow to take place so I was sitting next to a minister friend of mine and uh, I said look at this Rolex that God gave me I said would you believe that one day I was in front of the mirror shaving and God told me to take off my uh, Timex and he would give me a Rolex and look at it there it is he said he said Pastor Stephen he said that's very interesting he said you know he said one time I just not, he said not, not even too long ago he said I was standing in front of my mirror shaving in my bathroom and God spoke to me and said take off that Seiko I'm going to give you a Rolex Look, my friends, I'm telling you, tasting the Lord is the, the goodness of God. This is real stuff. I'm not talking about like some kind of ethereal, ooh, I feel the goodness. No, I'm talking about something you can touch, wear, see. I'm talking, ta we're talking physical, physical, not just allegorical, ooh, God's good, ooh, and, and then you're all broke and messed up and you're unhappy. No, no, I'm talking about real stuff, real experience with God. Okay, some of you haven't had that, but get ready. God, God's ready to do it for you. Okay, now. That minister said uh, that the Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, take off that Seiko. I'm going to give you a Rolex. And he said, I, he said, I took it off. And he said, he said, Pastor Stephen, look at this Rolex. And whoo, it was a stunner. It was absolutely beautiful. And he said, somebody gave it to him. But see, also, now, remember, when God speaks to you, you, you need to do that. I, I'm, I have no doubt that if I had not have taken off that Timex, not that there's anything wrong with the Timex, but God said, take it off. And if I had not have done that, I would not have been uh, in a place where I could have stepped into what he had for me. So you have to be obedient. I mean, absolutely obedient. And if he says, take something off, take it off. Because trust me, there's an upgrade on the way. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, uh, just some of you, as I'm talking, some of you, bless your hearts, you know that God's omniscient. You know that He knows everything. You know He's omnipotent. He has all power. And yes, you would, you would agree that He's omniscient. He's all-knowing. But some of you, bless your hearts, you don't even think God knows anything about a company called Rolex. <laughs> That's just for sinners. You'd be amazed what God knows. Let me just go ahead and put it out there. He knows everything, okay? Uh, God knows about Rolls-Royce. God knows about Bentley. God knows about Patek Philippe. God knows about all of that stuff. You just need to relax. Uh, you're not going to outdo God, okay? God, God's, if, if you ever go to the top trust me you'll find God there okay he, he's he's there so this stuff doesn't shake him doesn't make him nervous you're, you're never going to um, you know there, there's this thing in the American culture right now where um, uh, uh, how can I say it radicals they try to shame you for having something that is legitimate that you have but because they think you shouldn't have it they try to shame you for having it you're never going to shame God for who he is and any strong believer you know although there will be persecution at times look look you can have it if you, the hundred the 100 fold return there would be some persecution but you know they, they can try to do their shaming all they want God will still pour out the blessings for those that have enough wisdom and have enough courage to receive it praise the Lord so there are some things just you know they they are good they are the blessing of God and you know you shouldn't be embarrassed for any 
blessing that Jesus wants to place upon your life. That doesn't mean you're arrogant. Doesn't mean you flaunt things or anything like that. But I'm just saying nice things don't don't make God nervous one bit. Praise the Lord. And you need to be able to open your heart so that God can bless you. And so that you can say that this verse is real in your life, that you have been able through qualified, legitimate experiences in your life to taste and see that the Lord is good. Can you say yes? Praise the Lord. Now, here's what you need. You need a new testimony. Woo! Praise God. Yes, Pastor Stephen, I remember back in 1983, God really unloaded a blessing on me. <laughs> Praise God. Well, 1983, that was quite a while ago, wasn't it? And uh, uh, it may have been wonderful what God did, did for you back then. Yes, Pastor Stephen, yes, in 1977, he gave me a new car. Well, that car is probably kind of old now, isn't it? It's time, for, it's time for a new blessing. Now, this is what God wants to do. He wants you to taste and see literally, not metaphorically, not, at, not with a, some kind of beautiful allegory. No, he wants you to taste and see something you can taste, something you can see, something you can touch, something that you can say, oh, Lord, that's nice. Thank you. And what will it cause you to say? The Lord is good. In reality, you actually know he's good. No, not, not just ink on paper. Lord, not just, you know, we, we're Christians. We have to confess that because we've got to keep up. No, 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 no. We're not talking about fake stuff like that. We're talking about real life experience where you know he's good because he has been good to you. And you can look at reminders all around your life, all around your house, all around your life. Yes, Lord, I remember that. I remember that. I remember when you did that. Lord, you did that last month. Woo, that was a good one. And I'm talking about real proofs that God is good. Mm. Some people, they'll say he's good, but their life is a, I'm talking about Christians. They'll say he's good, but their life is just a life of depletion, a life of, you know, you're actually looking for elements of the goodness, but it just seems like one, one sad experience after another. But that's, that's not God's plan for your life. That's not your testimony. God wants you to know that he's good. Mm -hmm. I, I have a, a minister friend of mine. He's, he's much younger in the Lord. And uh, he was just, you know, a few years back, he was starting his ministry out and he came to me one day, very discouraged and, uh, I said, brother, what's wrong? He said, oh, I went and preached over at uh, Pastor So-and-So's church. And, uh, and he said, the pastor rebuked me in private after the, after the service was over. I said, he rebuked you? I said, I said what did you do? What, what, what happened? He said, well, I stood before the congregation. And I, you know, before I started my message, I just out of my mouth, I said, God is good. And he said, after the service, the pastor rebuked me and said, don't ever say that. And Oh, I said, well, brother, I said, I know that pastor. And I said, the reason technically he knows biblically that God is good is because, you know, it's, it's all through the Psalms. It's all through the Bible that God is a good God. But I said, he had a bitter experience in his life. And I said, he chose to base now his doctrine, not on the word of God, but on his personal experience, which caused him to become sour and bitter in his attitude towards God. So while we know that God is a good God, he doesn't know it because he choose to 
allow a, an event in his life, which is, was just a brief event, but he allowed that event to mold his ideology or the way that he views life and views God instead of doing what we should always do let the scripture mold our doctrine and let the word of God mold what we say and uh, you know just everything that we view in life should be filtered through the word but I said he's not going to do that I would suggest you not preach at his church anymore because any pastor that would say that God is not good first of all is unbiblical and second of all, it's going to be a real, you know, you know, you don't want to be hanging around with a person like that. You know, uh, there, there's, um, well, I won't say where, where it's at, but me and my wife were out driving one time, and we saw this road. The road is called Preacher's Bottom. And uh, it, the road we noticed began to go down, and uh, it looked like, I don't know if it was going down into a swamp or something like that. I said, but I, I, me and Kelly both agreed. I looked at Kelly. I said, now wouldn't that be like the devil to move upon the heart of some misinformed person to actually have a street sign named Preacher's Bottom? And that would be where a preacher like that, who would, who would say God's not good, that's where a preacher like that should live, down at Preacher's Bottom. But let, let me tell you this, don't ever be looking for Stephen Brooks to be living on some street called Preacher's Bottom. I ain't live, I, I just not living at the bottom. Jesus said you'll be at the head, not the tail, you'll be above only and not beneath. Well, Pastor Stephen, you probably one of those preachers got got a nice house up on the hill. Well, uh, Yes, I do actually. Praise the Lord! It, it is the the what you maybe would call the prominent house up on the prominent hill that everybody can see, and it's a beautiful home. Praise God! I refuse to live on preacher's bottom. Some of you, you're a Christian, and you've never even figured out who you are in Christ. You are the head. You're not the tail. You're supposed to be on the top, not over there on preacher's bottom or businessman or businesswoman's bottom. You don't have any business on being at the bottom. Not, not when you have a good God. Mm -mm. And he, look, 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 he wants to reveal himself to you in a personal way where you know he's good, where you know he's good. Mm. Praise God. Praise God. I'm talking he'll reveal his goodness to you in the natural realm. And also, some of you, you've been a little bit absent from the goodness of God in the area of the spirit realm. When's the last time you had a, an encounter? Where's the last time the gifts of the spirit flowed in your life? Where's the last time where you you prayed and you got over into into the glory realm and you 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 know the eyes of your heart were opened and you began to see beautiful glorious things? Hmm. Well, Pastor Stephen, I you know I I just kind of allowed that area of my life to close up and well no no God wants you to know His goodness in the natural and in the spiritual. I was laying on the couch one day. But this was just a couple of years ago, and uh, I just, I was tired, a lot going on. I just thought, you know, I need a little nap, 15-minute nap, I'll be good to go. So I laid down for just a few minutes, and a sound woke me up, and it was the sound of somebody chewing really, really loud. I mean crunching, and they were crunching something that was obviously crunchy, and uh, they were, so I, so I was awakened to the sound of somebody chewing. And when I woke up and opened up my eyes, there was Jesus standing at the end of the couch, and he had a tray full of cookies, and he was chewing a cookie, 
and he told me to take a cookie and eat it. Now, I, I'm, I'm crazy about two types of cookies. One of them is oatmeal raisin cookies, and the other is peanut butter cookies. Pastor, I, Pastor Stephen, I'm going to send you some cookies. May you be blessed of the Lord if you do. Now, I'm not saying I, I need you to send me cookies. I can go out by my own, but, you know, I, I like cookies. If you, want, if, you want to, if you want to be a blessing to the man of God, you, and you really, Pastor Stephen, what could I do? I don't have a million dollars to send you. What could I do? Well, if you don't have the million dollars, you could always send me some oatmeal raisin cookies. Praise the Lord. Mm-mm. I love those. I, I also really like peanut butter cookies. Ooh, glory to God. But Jesus had these cookies. It was like all different kinds. He had uh, oatmeal raisin cookies, which is my favorite. He had chocolate chip cookies, and he, he wanted me to take a cookie, and I knew what he was saying. Prophetically, he was saying, take a blessing. Receive a blessing. Now, there's an anointing right now for you to receive a cookie, okay? I thought it was amazing that Kenneth Copeland also had Jesus appear to him also and not offer, but tell him almost like a demanding, like a frustration that nobody's taking these. Kenneth Copeland also had Jesus appear to him and demand that he take a cookie off of a tray. Whoo, praise the Lord. Look, he's same, same Jesus. He's a, he's a really nice person. <laughs> yes, yes, I know he's God and all of that. You have to understand he dials down that glory and that that illuminosity that he has because if he turned it all up you couldn't even talk to him you'd be on the floor before him all the time but there are encounters where he, di- he dials all of that down so that you could talk to him one-on-one and have these wonderful moments with him but I knew that Jesus wanted me to take a cookie and he wanted me to taste taste and eat the cookie and taste what the goodness so look this is this this stuff is very very real this is literal taste and see that the Lord is good now there's an anointing right now where God wants to bring something into your life that makes you happy that is that is a sign of his goodness and I I don't know what it is for you but I believe that with the help of the Holy Spirit you can identify it that way when it comes you can say yes that is Psalm 34 verse 8 manifested in my life that's why I think you need to identify it and not just be like, well, what, whatever he wants to do, I'll just let him do it. Because that, what happens when it shows up, if you don't identify the goodness, then you'll never really be able to say, oh, that's, that's the thing. But I believe he wants to do that. I believe that God wants to bring something into your life that is an evident sign of his goodness. Okay, so let the Holy Spirit highlight that right now. Okay, and we're going to pray in just a second. We're going to pray that we taste and see the goodness of the Lord, that, that you see that He is good. And again, here's why. I sense for quite a few of you, it's been too long since you last had a cookie. It's been too long since you have last tasted and you've experienced that the Lord is good. Oh, yes, some of you have some really good testimonies, but they've been too long ago, okay? You need a new one for 2020. You need one for not only this year, how about one for this month? How about starting the year off right by tasting and seeing that the Lord is good? Okay, lift up your hands. Heavenly Father, although many of us are fasting right now, so it's not like we can taste physical food until we 
at least until we complete the time of our consecration. But Father, there's many other things that you can do to reveal the reality that you are good and us experiencing that reality through tasting, seeing, and just having it come into our life. So Father, right now, that thing that your that precious soul right now is believing you to do, would like for you to do. Father, we just come into agreement and we just ask that you would release that right now, that you would pour forth your anointing upon this verse, and that there would be a tasting and a seeing by that person watching right now that you are good. Praise the Lord. Now, Father, we thank you. Something's going to happen. An evident token of your goodness is going to come into the life, into the life of that person. Father, we just thank you. We thank you. We thank you in the name of Jesus. And I see goodness all around your life. I see goodness coming up all around your life. Woo! Praise the Lord. Oh, yes. David said, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Well, if they're following you, there should be evidences that they're there. And you're going to have it. You're going to have it all over your life. Get ready. It's coming in. It's coming in. I, br- I really believe that an angel is going to bring this into you. So, Father, we give you praise. We thank you. We stand upon your word. We call it done. In the name of Jesus, we all agree and say, Amen. Woo! Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's take communion today. Please grab some unleavened bread and some grape juice. We're going to pray in just a minute. If you're watching today's program and you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but you would like to, hallelujah, please pray this prayer after me. Just say, Lord Jesus, I come before you right now. I don't know your goodness. I'm a sinner, and my sins have separated me from you. But Lord Jesus, you made a way for me to receive forgiveness of my sins through your death, burial, and resurrection. So Jesus, I believe that you died for me, that you rose on the third day, and I believe that you're alive today and that you are the Son of the Holy Father. So, Lord Jesus, save me right now. Wash my sins away and write my name in your book of life. I accept you now as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me now. My friend, Jesus has heard your prayer, and he has washed your sins away, and he has imparted into you his new life. Welcome to the family of God. Praise God. So, please join us as we take communion. Heavenly Father, we bless the bread, the juice. We consecrate this as holy. This is now the flesh and the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Father, that we can taste and see that you're good. Oh, God, we give you praise for testimonies that are valid, that are relevant, that are up to date. Woo! Glory. Glory. We thank you, Father God, that this goodness comes from you. And it's evidenced in our natural lives and in our souls and in our spiritual lives through a rich, vibrant walk with you. Thank you, Father, for no spiritual dryness. Hallelujah. But the Garden of Eden within our hearts. 
Oh God, we give you praise. You are our joy. So Father, we receive now the body of Jesus with great praise, great thanksgiving, and we believe that you are manifesting goodness in our lives that we can taste and see. We give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's partake together. Hallelujah. Somebody's going to get a new car. Woo! Praise the Lord. That's you. You got a witness on that. Shout! Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! Praise the Lord. Oh, Pastor Stephen, God, God, God just does spiritual things. He doesn't do stuff like that. Uh, my friends, uh, everything that is in the earth that's natural all comes from the spiritual dimension. Woo! Praise the Lord. The Lord's, He is Lord over all. He is Lord over all, and it all comes from God. The car that you drive literally came out of the ground that God created, and God put all the minerals into the ground, and God gave men and women the intelligence to unlock methods to get that out of the earth, to get these minerals out, these metals out, and to make beautiful things out of them, and how to put it together, and form it, and shape it, and produce it manufacture it and sell it and whether it's uh, plastic or whether it's aluminum all of it came out of the ground and we have put it all together today men and women have to make these beautiful products called cars but it all originates from God and God is good God is able to bless you with a very nice car that brings glory and honor to him thank you Jesus God is elevating the level of dignity in your life. God wants you to have a good vehicle. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now listen, God's really going to deck some of you out. God's really going to bless some of you at your time. There is a lifting up that's coming. Don't let the devil say, oh, you need to hide that. You should be ashamed of that. The blood of Jesus Oh, we have, we have no sin because we're washed with the blood of Jesus. Oh, it doesn't mean that we're not, we're, we're perfect, but it does mean that we're blood washed. And because of that, we have confidence in God and with God. And we don't have to apologize for the blessings of God. No, we don't walk in arrogance or, or anything like that, but we do walk in confidence and we know who we are in the Lord and God wants you blessed. Praise the Lord. You're, you're the children of the most high God. God doesn't want you acting or living like a pauper. He doesn't want you behaving like some kind of a hobo that's trying to hide in a boxcar somewhere on a train. God wants you to have dignity and honor and blessing in your life because you are an ambassador for Him and His kingdom. Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father God, for right relationship with you and right mentality with you. Father, we proclaim that you are good and everything about you is good and that you are good to us and that your kingdom is a kingdom of light and goodness and happiness and peace we thank you in Jesus name amen let's now receive the blood of Jesus Woo! praise God there is a mighty lifting for you this year in the Lord there is a mighty mighty lifting up in your life this year by the Lord it's already begun you're going to be shocked what the Lord is going to do now just believe him trust him relax in him and let him do it praise God you know I'll say this let the Lord show you off mm. 
Yes, praise God. Let the Lord show you off. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your blessings. We thank you that you are good and that we can be living proofs of your goodness and that we can proclaim your goodness everywhere you go. And we'll be very careful, Father, to give you all of the glory for it. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. My friends, thanks for watching. I look forward to seeing you back next time. Till then, stay richly blessed. Bye-bye.